we're Ed and Lisa Young, and this is the Creative Marriage Podcast. We're so happy to be with you today, and um, we're just going to talk about what life throws at your marriage and how to deal with it successfully, because it's all about creativity. That's right. And, you know, basically, the question should not be, how do I become creative? It should be, what are the blockades that are keeping me as an individual and as a spouse from unleashing the kind of creativity that God has for our lives? Because people talk about romance, really it's creativity. We want our marriages Mm -hmm. to just shine above any other marriage because of the creativity, reflecting what God has built in and poured into us. And He's God is a creative God, and He wants us to be creative in our marriages. And today, Ed, we're following up on Mm -hmm. creatively communicating during conflict. We talked about the number uh, of issues that marriages face with uh, conflict. We talked about money, housework and chores, children and family, uh, physical intimacy, and then just sometimes people are nothing arguing about nothing. Zero. It's more about the emotions that they bring into the situation, and so they're upset about something that may have happened three hours ago, but it's still resonating, and they bring that conflict to the spouse and blame them. We always need a scapegoat. I remember, Lisa, when when um, we wrote this section, I remember thinking, I wonder if I can alliterate this. I love alliteration. I don't know why. Is that I just because do. you're a pastor or because? No, I just like it. I like rhyme. I like alliteration. I, 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 I will like... say, I do think that... People can remember it better. And you being ADD, which a lot of people think you know, attention deficit disorder is a bad thing, but studies have shown that children who have ADD mm-hmm. usually have a higher IQ and have a greater Seriously? greater propensity for creativity. Wow. Yes, huh. yes, yes, yes. So I feel anyway, really good. I, I don't. Amen. Should. I yes. received that. So yes, okay. let's go to the alliteration. Communicate of- in conflict. This is um, dicey, but communicate truthfully. Say that with me, truthfully. Yes. Ephesians 4.15 says, we will speak the truth in love, not in harsh words, in love. It's about the content, Don't lie. not the emotion. That's right. Speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ. So when we speak the truth in love, we're imitating Jesus. Now, Jesus, mm-hmm. during his earthly ministry, had to share some pretty stuff, uh, tough stuff, stuff. Yes, that's hard to say, tough yeah. stuff with the disciples. He had to share some, you know, up in your face kind of information, yeah, and, you know, but some, he did it in love. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, Lisa, I think we have, we have niceified Jesus to such a degree that we forget, obviously, he was about love, he is love, but, but as you said, he also just dropped truth bombs. Exactly. But he did it in a perfect way and at the perfect time. Yeah, so, so so you just can't you you can't lie. But then again when you tell sc- the truth I would say not just lie. I'm sorry okay. I'm interrupting you. Don't skirt over. Is that the way you would say it? Don't just hydroplane. Don't, don't, don't hydroplane over issues. You need to truthfully communicate in love about certain things that you're dealing with, whether it is finances, whether it is intimacy. Be truthful. It's about the facts and somewhat about your feelings, but do it in love. And that way you're getting it out on the table 
and you're getting it in front of your spouse so that you can actually deal with the issue. If you don't name the issue, you can't deal with the issue. So maybe it's almost like we need to affirm the relationship yep. when we're we're talking and speaking truthfully and also say, you know, God wants the best for this situation. Yeah, okay? and that- but we, you know, here here is what... I see, here's what I feel. I feel. And saying here's what I, I think. Saying I feel is not a bad thing. We should always mm-hmm. validate our spouse's feelings or our children's feel, feelings. Validating them is just simply saying, I recognize that you feel this way. But from the validation, you move to the realization. But I like that, though, Lisa. That's, that's great how you said that. Validation. Validation. Then to realization, yeah. what is the truth behind it? Because sometimes my feelings are not uh, are not, are not the, feelings aren't always as truth we know. based. They're not they're not always facts. Yes, that's right. Feelings are real, but they're not always reliable. That's right. So communicate truthfully. I'm glad we have feelings. Well, yeah, yeah. we're emotional creatures, okay. and that's good. It it, it does right. a lot of good things, but if they're out of whack, it can. And then communicate chaos. too after truthfully. Communicate tenderly. And I, I feel like this is what you just said about, val, um, no, you said affirming the relationship. When we speak tenderly to our spouse, um, I think that's a way that we are affirming the relationship. I love you so much. And again, it goes back to that oneness of our relationship. Mm-hmm. When a husband and wife say, I do, we become one, one. flesh. Yeah. And so when I speak to you tenderly, I'm acknowledging that because I'm not, I don't need to be harsh to myself. Why would I be harsh to you? I don't, I don't want to feel pain. Why do I want to inflict painful mm-hmm. words on you? So that, that tenderness is a huge part. So you're saying, yeah, it's, it's when we're getting upset or criticizing or whatever it is, not only are we doing it to our spouse, but to ourselves. To ourselves. So, so I would, again, yeah. I want to inflict pain on you, but now, Here's a verse that was given to us at our wedding ceremony, Ephesians 4.32. And it says, be kind to one another. Tenderhearted. Tenderhearted. See, tenderly. Forgiving one another. Forgiving one another. Even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. Exactly. So tenderness works. Communicating in a tender fashion works. How about this one? Communicate. Timely, no, because you're you are great at this. I'm pathetic at this. Lisa's great at communicating timely. Timely? Yes. You said timely. I know, I just wanted to. <laughs> okay, so all of us have different stressors at different times. Mm-hmm. There are appropriate times to communicate serious issues. In everybody's life. In everybody's yeah. life. For example, this is just one way that I approach communicating with Ed. Uh, the weekends are very stressful, act- stressful, yes. action-packed for us. Ed's in ministry. He works very hard preparing messages. Um, Saturday is kind of like pre-game day. Uh, Sunday is game day. And then there's this um, emotional drain, spiritual drain, physical drain after preaching. Everybody's career has its unique stresses. That just happens to be for Ed and for me somewhat too. So if there is a situation that I want to address, an issue, a feeling, something that I'm going through, 
Sunday is not the day to do it. It's just not going to go well. First of all, Ed's going to probably not respond well. He may not even understand what I'm trying to communicate because his brain is literally fried. I mean, wouldn't you say? It's, it's just it not is. at its best. It's I fried say a lot. Fried. It's, not, it's not at its best. So timing is everything. Even Monday. We kind of have a joke around our house. We don't make decisions on Mondays because we're still in recovery mode mm-hmm. from the weekend. What is that for you? What does that look like for you? There are specific times that I can identify that are better. What about date night? Date night is a great time to be able to talk to one another. First of all, you're not being interrupted by your children. Secondly, you're probably in a neutral zone, and that's a great thing. And you're both excited to be with one another away from the normal routine. So date night is a great time to discuss certain things tenderly and truthfully. How's that? That's great. Okay. So truthfully, tenderly, timely, and then... Tactfully. Tactfully. Oh, I love this. Tactfully. Tactfully. Tact. Uh, tact. I don't. Do we not have, let we any. Hardly ever says, use that word. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths. Ephesians four twenty nine says, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. If, if we were not talking about an alliteration or talking in uh-huh. an alliteration, another word for tactful would be appropriate, don't you think? Appropriate, but appropriate. That, that doesn't mean you can't joke. Um, I, no, I really enjoy I joking. I beg to what? differ. I beg to differ. About joking. Because but we but we I, joke around. I, we do I joke like joking. No, not in, not in conflict. Not in conflict. You can't. No, 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 I meant. No, I got no, off the no, subject. No. I was just thinking about joking in general. <laughs> because all guys, ladies, all guys think they're comedians. We think we're really funny. And that's that's the goal of most guys. We want to be funny. There is a place for humor. There is. But there not, is I, I'm sorry, I got off the subject. I, I thought not in we're talking about just life in general. Let me tell you when humor is good. Okay. After conflict resolution. Because yeah. laughter is good for the soul. So exactly. communicate truthfully, communicate tenderly, communicate timely, but tactfully. What the does word, that mean? The word tact, we don't use that very much anymore. But if you have, let's say if I said Ed has tact, Ed has a good sense. If he's thinking tactfully, he has a good sense about the situation. Good sense about the situation. That's, that's, a, that's a good line. And discernment dre- discernment self-awareness th- thinking through your words thinking through how best to say something yes. we talked about body language and communication and word choices in mm-hmm. communication and um that's part of the tact fully if you will so it's uh, it's about how you address mm-hmm. a situation and i feel like through the years we've gotten better and better at that actually Communicating tactfully encompasses the above three. It's like, you know how you have the um, test and it'll say you can choose A, B, C, or D, all of the above. Mm -hmm. Tactfully really encompasses all of the above. It's communicating in a truthful, tender, timely way. I can tell right now people... Are are typing in three fire emojis when Lisa's talking. I don't know about yeah. that, but Three I do know fire this. fire emojis, not I two. Do, if we don't communicate um, in a... See, that was funny. 
Yes, it was, but we're not in conflict right now, so it's right. okay. Um, if we will learn how to navigate through our communication during conflict, then we're major steps closer to showing other people what a creative marriage looks like. God is building something big in your relationship. Yes, he is. The devil wants to steal, kill, kill, and and destroy. destroy. And he uses conflict to do that. Make sure that your fight, your conflict, is not for defeat, but for victory for your relationship. Not defeat Mm -hmm. of the spouse, but victory in your relationship. And conflicts can be like rungs on a ladder that take you to a holy another level. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe to Creative Marriage Podcast and help us get the word out by leaving us a five-star review. We have so much fun talking about this. We want to hear from you. Pick up the Creative Marriage. I think you'll enjoy it. And we'll see you next time on another podcast, the Creative Marriage Podcast.